Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Charlie Duff here. Courtney here. Charles here. And uh, Britney Spears is going yes! to... This is the day. Oh, whoa, 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 Big whoa, whoa. court you, hearing what, today. What, what are you cheering for? Because you... this is the day that she could be free. But, free at last. Okay. Free at last. My point is... At the end of the day, will you be cheering if she is not free? Well, we're which not there is, yet, Charles. Is... That's a future Courtney problem. Right now, I'm living the moment, and I'm excited. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, so, okay, today is a really important day because at 1.30 Pacific time, uh, there is going to be a hearing, and the judge is going to hear from Brittany's lawyer, Matt Rosengard, who will ask the judge to formally end the conservatorship. That will be on the table. The big issue, and we've talked about this before, is whether the judge will do one of three things. Reject it out of hand, which is not going to happen. Um, accept it and end the conservatorship, which could happen. Or the judge could say, I'm receptive, but I first want a mental evaluation. And when and if the judge does that, that's when it's really going to hit the fan. Right, because Britney, <laughs> because Britney does, not does not want that. And, she, and here's why she And doesn't. even Jamie has said that. Right, but but Jamie, the, the reasons are very different. Yes. yes. J Britney knows that for 13 years, there have been evaluations every single one of those years. And every time this, this gaggle of doctors have all decided... You know what? The I mental think they illness is to be severe. Called a panel of doctors, by the way. <laughs> gaggle of doctors makes him, it kind of loads it up. It but is kind of a gaggle. Panel I mean, of I, what I'm told is it's almost two dozen doctors. Okay. And therapists and whatnot. That they are going to, that, that they have always said this conservatorship is appropriate because of her condition. And now the question will the judge order that? And Brittany uh, doesn't want it because she knows the history of this over 13 years. What is interesting to me, and I'm just going to throw it out to you guys, even if these the doctors say, you know, we're concerned about it, we don't think she should be free of this conservatorship, there is another side that goes beyond medicine, which is the doctors are saying it, but there is a reality that Brittany has been able to function, she has been able to perform and work, and the judge and and be a parent, and so the judge could say, look. Um, I, I am not looking for somebody who is the picture of mental health before I end the conservatorship. If she is not off the rails, I should end it. And mm -hmm. the judge could do that. Yeah, I, I, the judge could. But, but does the, the judge then loses cover? And, and, and yeah, I the guess judge loses cover. I guess that's more. It's 100%. And that's more, but that's more. PR than anything else, right? Ju because judges, judges are elected. No, that's true. Judges, judges are elected <laughs> in California. So, well, yeah, it is It is losing cover if the judge says, I want a mental evaluation, but then ultimately says, I'm not going to follow what the, the doctors do. Right. And then if something, God forbid, goes, goes awry, mm, yes. then you have everyone knocking at the judge. How, how could you have done this? How could you have let her go? The, the doctors even told you, and you let her out. question is, who's going to say that? Yeah, yeah. I, and, and that's why the judge may go, nobody's going to say that. But These if no free Britney people aren't going to say that. 
if no one presents the case to the judge, does she even have to say like a medical evaluation? Like if everyone is saying no, like from like the, no, she yeah, doesn't. She yeah, can, she like, can still ask for it, even though all parties involved but what say would they be don't her want one. She can still ask for one just because, because she feels like she has to because she would be letting yeah, no, the go. The, it, it, she wants the, all the information possible so she can make the decision. She has the power to do whatever she wants to do to get information to make a decision on this conservatorship. And I think for Free Britney fans, it's all about her happiness. And we know for the longest time, the biggest beef that she had was with her father, Jamie. She wanted him gone. She felt like he kept her on this horrible schedule, this really tight schedule, made her work why, when she was- Why are you guys shaking your head? Why do we care on, about the on. Free Britney but, beef? Hold on, hold but on. But now he's gone. Happiness. And so <laughs> if she does have to continue in the conservatorship after the court hearing today, I think fans will feel like it's not a fail. Who, care, I think who it'll cares be what more... the fans? Who cares what the fans? What do you think? mean? Uh, because Brady cares about what her family yeah, cares. Guess what? No, 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 the, no, no. the most damaging thing in this case are people are listening to fans. Ask one fan what happened to create the conservatorship. What exactly? Harvey, the fans have, they have helped no her idea. get where she's at. Oh my god, she's been so grateful. I mean, look at all the things that have happened since the documentary came out, like a year ago. I mean, it's been incredible that there's been so much movement on a conservatorship, which she thought had no end in sight. Can I say something? So, so, to the fans who think that the most important thing is Britney's happiness, yes, right. Doesn't her health also matter? Absolutely, shouldn't, shouldn't her Charles. They, I, can, they connect. Exactly. So why wouldn't the fans care as much about her happiness as her health? That's all I'm saying. But Britney, I'm not saying do, happiness, but Britney cares I'm not saying about happiness her own health. Is, Britney said, well, no, 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 no. I'm not talking totally about Britney. I think I'm, I need I'm, therapy. I'm addressing what you said specifically about the fans. All the fans care about is her happiness. Yes. Well, hey, fans, how about you care about her health, too? Well, wait a minute. But how? we'll never really hey, know. Hey fans, yeah. We'll never care really, about her health. Uh, if they're medical I, records, we'll never really know what they are. Of right, course, we want her to be Because you happy. don't know, you're not in a position to, to say what should happen. But That's no one should point. feel imprisoned. Oh, but support her. This is something that should be doing good by Britney, making Britney feel comfortable right. if she does have this horrible you're medical right. condition, not making her feel trapped. So even if she is going to be staying in this conservatorship because so, of mental evaluation is done, at least they can work with her to make her feel happy. Charlie, let me ask you they a question. Should. I, I'm not saying happiness is not important. I'm just saying that health should matter just as much. And, and look, and, and the goal should be to get her out of the conservatorship if there's any way of doing it because nobody should have to live in that because it's a free country and people are free. So that's number one. But, I mean, do you think, to both of you, I mean, if, 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 if <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really serious, do, it, do you think if if this judge feels pressure from these fans mm -hmm. and the judge Which she it, has been getting death threats? OK, so if the judge says privately, in my judgment, the conservatorship shouldn't end, but I'm going to let it end because I don't want to incur the wrath of the Britney fans. Do you think that's right? Well, no, but I also think a judge should be stronger than to let free Britney people. They're, she's right. getting death threats. I know, but she's a judge because we trust that she can make the right decisions yeah. under pressure. But why? But, are, but what's the what's the look? I mean, here's the thing. I get what you're saying, and again, I'm on board with you guys that if 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 there's any way to get her out of it, she should let be out. her out of it. And also, it's been a failure because she's miserable. Mm -hmm. No matter what, no matter what Jamie did or any of the other people did, the reality is. 
She has been miserable in this. That makes the conservatorship a failure right there. And it's yes. so sad that she posted earlier this week basically saying she's been praying the most she's ever had in her whole life. And she apologized for all the outbursts she's had on social media saying, look, if if I was if you guys were me, you would be doing the same thing. It's It's a lot of emotions for somebody, especially someone that apparently has a mental health issue. Well, I think there will be a lot of emotions at the end of this day, one way or another. <laughs> there, there I am so be. nervous. I am too. I like, oh, what? I'm nervous about Because nervous. this is a going to be a moment where you remember where you are when it happens, and it's going to change the future. I don't care what you think. You can laugh. What this will mean change it's gonna the future. Change, who's, it's going to change her future. And everyone's future. This okay. is going to change my future. How's it going to change your future? Because I'll be happy because Britney's happy. I'll feel lighter. It will okay. just be. So you won't complain about lunch next week? Yeah, the next day you're not going to complain the next week. We're going to talk to you about how you should feel very happy. Every time I'm mad, just be like, remember, Britney's free. And I'll be like a beautiful little butterfly that just like spread her wings. It will be the best thing ever. Okay, that is bullshit. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Uh, let's go to. Uh, let's. Oh, this, the, okay. Charles. Uh, look. Uh, Charles thinks I'm going to argue. Some, you said something. No, I don't think you're going to argue, but you said something a few minutes ago, and I, I held my tongue when you said, it's a free crunch, a free country, and we're all free. Some people are. And then there are other things that happen that make you feel like people aren't necessarily free. So the Ahmad Arbery trial is going on now in Georgia. And um, the defense attorney for Roddy, um, uh, for William Roddy Bryan, stood up in court. We should play this because it's yeah, so outrageous. Uh, yeah. He had an objection. Uh, the lawyer's name is Kevin Kevin Gow or Guff. I don't know how you pronounce Gow. it, but um, he had an objection to some of the people who were <laughs> in court. And by the way, I said some of the people. The phrase he uses these people oh boy he did say these people many times <laughs> so here is what happened the idea that we're going to be serially bringing these people in to sit with the victim's family one after another obviously there's only so many pastors they can have and if their pastor's al sharpton right now that's fine but then that's it we don't want any more black pastors coming in here or other Jesse Jackson, whoever was in was in here earlier this week, sitting with the victim's family, trying to influence a jury in this case. And I'm not saying the state is even aware that Mr. Sharpton was in the courtroom. I certainly wasn't aware of it till last night. But I think the court can understand my concern uh, about bringing people in who really don't have any ties to this case other than political interests. Uh, and we want to keep politics out of this case. If a bunch of folks came in here dressed like Colonel Sanders with white masks sitting in the back, I mean, that would be good. Oh, oh, wow. oh my gosh. That's Wait, cool. who was that at the end there? Who was that? That was the lawyer. That was the same lawyer. That was I, the same lawyer. Well, he's that saying, was really inappropriate. So he, what, what he's so saying he is, equating, is right. he's that wouldn't equating, be appropriate. He is equating this Jesse Jackson or Reverend Al Sharpton with, uh, to, with Colonel Sand people dressing up like Colonel Sanders so or, or, so or as KKK members also. Yeah. How, it, how does it's a pastor like intimidate a okay. crowd? First of all, well, or he, a jury, it's not, I mean, it's not a pastor who intimidates what he made. What he's very clearly saying here is he feels that black pastors are somehow intimidating the jury. If they come in and they sit with Ahmad's mother um, and other family members, that that's somehow intimidating. Well, and here's, There's nothing freaking political about it, no. okay? That's not political. He's like, oh, that's making a... It has nothing to do with politics whatsoever. But also, if he didn't see 
Al Sharpton? Why does he think that the jury did? And, the, and by the well, way, let's get to the other but thing like, that's really freaking offensive about this. Jesse Jackson was never in the court. It was oh, Ben Crump. Oh, was it? it was Ben Crump. You think he oh. thinks it was Ben Crump? It was Ben Crump. I mean, oh, Ben Crump was there. I think he thought it was Ben Crump. Is that why? I think he, that's what I, I think that's who he's referring to. And this is because he said a, earlier uh, in the week, and Ben was in court. Yeah, and, and, this and this is then such he said a racially charged well, uh, situation. But, Already, here, but, yeah. but here's the irony to this. This lawyer and his cohorts on the defense team were able to get all but one juror to be white. Right. <laughs> and so right. he's insane. talking about this undue influence. There's only one black juror. It's not well, like the jury. I think, I think what he's saying. I, well, think, no, I think what he's saying is that if you have uh, a Jesse Jackson type or a Reverend Al Sharpton, that that's going to make the white jurors feel uncomfortable, make them Why? feel uncomfortable, yeah. like they're going to have white guilt. Well, wow, that's I think that's what he's saying is I, that they're sort of leaning on him. Listen, you know, white juror, you know that you better do what's right here. You can't because the black community is going to come down on you if you don't do what's right here. That's what this guy is insinuating. And it's BS. Well, no, that's, well, and I it is something. BS. And I, the fact that he the fact that he thinks that the fact that he even feels comfortable to stand up in court and say this to repeatedly say these people, these black pastors. Charles, it's, ra it's the racist. Fact, the yeah. fact that he feels comfortable doing it says everything I need to know about living in that part of the country. I just wouldn't do it. Well, I never would. Okay. I, have, I have relatives who live in that part of the country, and I say to them all the time, I don't know how you do it. So you're a lawyer. When you're a defense lawyer, do you read, like, your statement to other people? Like, did he say this in front of other, like, colleagues and they're like, that's perfect. Like, you should go in and oh, say I'm that? sure. I don't think, I don't, I, I, no, I don't I don't think, think he so. read anything. And, and by no. the way, it's just so... It, this is him representing his client. I don't, it's I terrible. hope that this does not necessarily, this does not hopefully speak for the defense bar there because it is just an outrageous comment. And now, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, you might as well. Be, what it, was the judge reaction to this? The judge was in, incensed by it. The judge cut him off. And God. yeah, no, the judge cut him off, but which, you know, to the judge's credit, thank God he did. Yeah. Who else knows what he would have said? But uh, it, it just is, it, it's incredible to me that he would be that brazen and just lay it out there. These people, black pastors, I, you know, and what he's, what he, what he was trying to say was they came from outside the city. And they're intermeddlers, and they are trying to pressure. They're there to support yeah, a, a mother whose whose son was brutally killed murdered. brutally in the Who, street. by the way, I've spoken to a lot um, over this past year plus. I've spoken with Wanda a bunch for all of our stories, and she is like the nicest, sweetest, like soft-spoken woman who just wants justice for her son that was tragically killed when going on a run. Like it's, this is it's the kind so of sad. shit that makes people look for land in Nigeria. Or even Ethiopia. By the way, the beaches in Ethiopia are beautiful. Didn't really? know that. Yeah. Well, might want to go check one out. Because uh, I like Egypt. Shit just well, pisses me off. Well, because it's disgusting. I, and then I don't know. It's okay. just so I, I know. Here's the thing. I know that people like this exist in this country. Obviously, I'm not naive. But when they feel this comfortable to speak in court, yeah. about right? That everyone's it, watching. That's what makes me feel like. And by the way, man, this to the nation. Yes. Yeah. To the nation. Anyway. And you know, still now he doesn't feel like right. he said anything okay. wrong. Let's, uh, okay, yeah. maybe this will bring us together. No, it won't. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Um, oh, he has been attacked by space aliens and... <laughs> He's not an alien. Luke Skywalker is not an alien. Okay, well, what he, is he? A guy Hi. who fights space aliens. Right. Uh, <laughs> but yes, Aaron Rodgers getting it from 
uh, Luke Skywalker and Luke <laughs> Bryan. And so there's yeah. a, okay, let's, what do you want to start with, Luke Bryan or Luke Skywalker? Uh, let's start with Luke Bryan, right? Because okay. uh, this was at the uh, Country Music Awards. Uh, Luke Bryan is hosting and opened the show with a clear re reference to Aaron Rodgers and his vaccination status or lack thereof. Whatever makes you country, you are welcome here tonight. Rest assured, we're following all the health protocols to keep everyone safe. And it is so great to be here with all my fellow artists, tested and together. Or immunized? Who is it? Just playing. Are, are those bad immunized? Timing. By the way, bad timing. He should have waited for the laughter to die down. No, you don't <laughs> deliver the speech when everybody's laughing He's at the prior thing. He's been hosting the show for a while. I understand yeah, that, but he right. could have waited a bit. He could have waited. By the way, sure. you can't see it because we're doing a podcast, but in the clip, Carrie Underwood oh, kind of gave side some eye. side mm -hmm. eye, yeah. which you know her husband, Mike Fisher, famous NHL star. He had come out in support of Aaron after Aaron had said he was immunized. Has her husband been vaccinated? It doesn't sound like it. Yeah, it's unclear. Is he still playing Mike Fisher, by the way? I thought, uh, I thought he is playing. I think so. Huh. Okay. But I know uh, they have different rules for the NHL. Yeah, I think they have rules for all different sports. But he here's the thing. He didn't just get it from Luke Bryan. Yeah, the worst one may be Luke Skywalker. Because remember, oh, you know when, 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 when Aaron Rodgers spoke on that podcast. Yeah, the Pat McAfee show. That um, he was wearing a Star Wars t uh, sweatshirt, which he loves. <laughs> he loves Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And so, as, as you all know, that he lied about his, his status, made it seem like he was vaccinated and he hasn't been, taking a lot of flack for it. So, yes. So, uh, upon seeing that the, the clip of Aaron on the Pat McAfee show, Mark Hamill a.k.a. Luke Skywalker, uh, decided he needed to make a comment about that. <laughs> he, he posted, he tweeted, he said, of all the sweatshirts he could have worn, <laughs> he had to take full responsibility in that one? <laughs> like, you like leave funny. my name it out is. of it. Leave my, leave my character out of this, please. Do you know it hurts Aaron Rodgers because he's such a fan of Star Wars? Like, we've seen him dress up as, like, the characters before with all his other girlfriends. So it's just, like, when your idol tells you, like, don't ever wear my stuff. That would right. kill me. It's a burn. Yes. <laughs> nah, uh, you know what? I think Aaron Rodgers probably lets this one go and he's like, Is you know it, what? If Derek Jeter it, told it, you not to wear Yankees, you would be devastated. Absolutely you devastated. You definitely would, Charles. Yeah, look. Why would he ever say that? <laughs> why would he ever say why, would, I mean, why are you even bringing that up? Is it, oh, he's already heard. And it's not even real. So is, is, is Aaron Rodgers anything like Dave Chappelle here? Because Dave Chappelle you know, has been getting criticism and it has rolled off his back. And he is, you know, not he's not budging. He's not apologizing. Yeah. Is Aaron Rodgers like that or is, think does that Aaron Rodgers have his tail between I his think legs? that's a great comparison. And I think he's just like Chappelle. He, he feels mm -hmm. very strongly um, in his convictions here that he is, he does, he's not even saying that everybody else is wrong. He just says, I'm right. This is what is right for me. And he's going to stick to it. And I guess what? He probably just won't wear Star Wars shit anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that well, that's gonna hope, hurt him. I actually hope on Sunday yeah. he comes out wearing something Star Wars. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. I think <laughs> on Sunday he should be wearing Green Bay Packers. Well, no, when you make the entrance, like into no, like, the field. They wear, <laughs> no, what, <laughs> what if he comes yeah. out with a lightsaber? Oh, when he walks out with a lightsaber. Oh my god, that would be hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to move on. Uh, oh gosh, heartbreaking. I don't understand this. Um, look, first of all, um, another person died. Yes, we should say a ninth person, uh, ninth person.
person has died after uh, the Astro World fiasco, tragedy. disaster, tragedy, all words apply. Uh, Barty Shahani, uh, she is the ninth victim. She was, we had uh, reported earlier this week she was brain dead, um, but they, um, I guess they turned off the life support. And she, and she is the person who they were trying to carry out in a stretcher and it they Didn't weren't holding it properly and she fell on falling. a great and uh, fell hard on her head they were bringing the stretcher over a fence, a fence. trying to get her right. over the crowd and then the part that was coming off of the fence which had her head nobody was there supporting that part so once it now, came off it she dropped so she fell. So she's 22 years old mm. um I, I don't know that the fall had anything we, to do we, with we don't, we don't know, know that no. we don't know that but Regardless, whatever happened to her that night it's is terrible. she died from those injuries. And I, I don't know if you saw any of this, Harvey. Her moments after she died, her family uh, was out there, came out and did a news conference. And her mother, to hear her mother's words were Aww. just heartbreaking. I mean, it, it just humanized what happened there that night. And I know we've been talking about it all week. And you just say, you know, eight people died, now nine. Um and when you see and hear their family members, it, it just, regardless of who's to blame for what happened, if someone is to blame, you just know that these people are really going through it now. Of so, course, no. And, and speaking of blame, this yeah. is the most puzzling thing in this whole tragedy that well, I, I still, I just don't understand it. I've seen video, I've seen photos, we have information. I do not understand because it. Because the police are not, at this point, not being forthcoming with what they know or don't uh, mm -hmm. about what happened that night, what Harvey's referring to, uh, these photos and videos that we got um, showing the Houston police chief, uh, Chief Fenner, walking with other officers at the front of the crowd. They're right by the stage. And what's interesting here is the time. So uh, these images were taken at 9.57 p.m. and 10.02 p.m. And it was declared a um, mass casualty mass at 9.30. Event at 9.38. 9.38 by the fire department. So the fire chief uh, is there and obviously tuned in, plugged into all of the, the CPR efforts that are going on. And we should say the ambulances to, coming in and to, out. To call it a mass casualty event, that fire chief knows the scope of this. Mm -hmm. and, and, right. Now, at 9.38, 20 minutes later and then 25 minutes later, the police are oblivious. They're so, They're fanning out. They're fanning out over they're Travis Scott. Some, yeah. yeah. some of them are taking selfies at the front of the stage. Um, they don't look like they are in the middle of a mass casualty event. They didn't know, including, and this is including the police chief. Right. The police chief who presumably would communicate with the fire chief. But mm -hmm. it really speaks to um, Travis Scott's point that he had no idea of what was going on. That I mean, there's 50,000 people here. We know from videos that Travis had acknowledged um, some kind of ambulance coming through, but then continued on, and people were trying to tell him like what was happening. I'll be trying. Well, hold on, we don't, well, we, we don't know if people were trying to tell him what. Well, well there's video. We know that there were people. No, those two people those downstage. Were state, no, no, those... no, no, no. There's people like that. A girl that was on a rafter that was like, people are dying. But, oh, but, but that's was, not hold to on, Travis. That's nowhere near Travis. That was she was talking to a camera yeah. operator. Okay. That, that was so. Tra near Travis. Travis is being sued. I, I, if I were Travis's lawyer, what I would do is I would just look at the jury and say, okay. Uh, you say that Travis um, should have known. Sh knew or should have known. Here's the thing. I want to show you the police chief, and I want to show you all these officers. And 25 minutes later, no idea. My client 
not only is standing on a stage with lights that are blinding him from the crowd, but also he's got an earpiece in. So he's listening to loud music. There is all sorts of commotion going on for the concert. And if the police didn't know, how do you lay that on my client? Yeah. I mean, it's a good argument. It is. It's a good I, I, argument. I, I just, what is baffling to me is I, I'm going to assume that the police chief, because seems like an upstanding guy from what we've seen yep. in the news conferences, yep. that he would not be walking around so oblivious. If he knew. If he knew. And so the fact that he didn't know points to the fact that Travis didn't know, but then why didn't the they police know. chief know? Now, the police chief has said in a news conference uh, on Wednesday said that his office did notify someone on production. He would not provide a timeline yet, but said that they did notify someone on production about what was going on. I'm guessing that was sometime after 10.02. Yeah. Because if he had, if his office had told production, hey, people are dying out here, and then he and his officers are walking Just around like, shooting video yeah. and photos, that would be and And now it's making me horrible. feel like, you know, because... We reported, we broke the story that Travis went to an after party afterward and still didn't know. And so I'm just thinking if the communication is that poor and if the police chief didn't know a 1002, well, you know, maybe Travis actually did leave the stage and have no idea. Because honestly, if Travis knew people died, there's no way he would have gone to Dave and Buster's. There's just no way. So I think this really protects Travis Scott. I really do. I, I just think... This is the most powerful piece of evidence in his court. But, but it's good for know, him, but we still don't know what in the hell was going on there uh, that they so were not communicating. But it's, we do know the concert ended early. It ended at like 10, 15, right? Right. Ended mm-hmm. I will say 15 this. minutes, 20 we, minutes early. We heard that, that, you know, on a piece of he paper, on a piece of paper, they said that he was scheduled to go from this time to that time. He ended 15 minutes earlier than that time that was on a piece of, a piece of paper. But having watched the end of the concert, there was nothing... Abrupt. It was nothing abrupt. It didn't feel rushed. He ended the show the way he always ends show. I'm told. I haven't been to a show, but apparently he always ends with uh, goosebumps and the same, you know, fireworks and everything went off. And he even said to everyone as he's walking off the stage, said, I love you. Thank you to everyone who performed. Everyone get home safe. Good night. Oh, totally oblivious. I don't think he oblivious. Yeah, did not know. He didn't know, and and this is you know everybody didn't believe it. And I watched something on cable this morning where they're making a presumption that he knew, and they're ignoring this. But this is something that can't be ignored. For forty five minutes, I just still can't get over it. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, LeBron James. LeBron James, (laughs) legal analyst. Well, and candy expert. (laughs) And candy expert. Yes, Uh, LeBron. Saw the clip of uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. You know, of course, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial is going on now in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And everyone saw him break down in the stand. Where he broke down. Mm -hmm. um, And some people reported as he... Uh, Allegedly broke down. Burst into tears. (laughs) Um, LeBron saw it a little bit differently um, and said, What tears? I didn't see one. Man, knock it off. The boy ate some lemon heads before walking (laughs) into court. Lemon heads, I want to say, are delicious. Ew. Well, you don't like lemon heads? No. Oh, okay. they're good, but they're not the point. Not the point. Not the point. And they're not really sour. No. no. But his, point, his point was that the lemon heads made Kyle make this face, and that's what he was acting. He's saying he was acting. LeBron is saying what a lot of people are saying when they watch this. Right. I Crocodile mean, tears. It's, well, it's not even that. It was a... And look, people, so people show emotion differently, but it just felt so over the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, so over the top, and... And and it 
I think it's relevant that there were absolutely no tears, but there was a contortion in his face that was so dramatic. And I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to hear when the, when this verdict comes down. I want to know the what jury the jury thought about yeah. it. Because obviously we know what LeBron thought. I We've all spoken to people in our own personal lives. Mm-hmm. We know what a lot of people feel about it. The only thing that really matters is what. how did the jury feel about it? I, I don't know. I, I mean... <laughs> I hope they feel the same way that a lot of people I've talked to feel. That it was not real. That it was all fake for show. Uh, I haven't heard that many people come out and say that they thought it was real. But you never really do know. I mean, it's look, become a meme yeah. on social media. Did he, did he have actual emotions about what happened that night? Yeah, I'm sure he has emotions. Was he trying to show a particular emotion? Because, Harvey, you tell me, his his attorneys definitely have a conversation with them and say, this is why we are putting you on the stand. Are you kidding? Of we course. are putting you on the stand because the jury needs to see that you have that you're human, that you have emotions about this, and that it was upsetting to you, that it was traumatic. That's what you got to do. Action. If Kyle, if Kyle Rittenhouse <laughs> were cold as ice, it would work against him. So it would seem to me that the lawyer would say, you know, show the emotion of how you feel show and remorse. all the other stuff. And it just felt over the top. I mean, it just looked over the top. Whether it was or wasn't, it looked that way. Yes. And I think that's the point, right? Yeah. He would have yeah. done better with airheads, though, I think. Yes. So <laughs> or does, warheads. So does yeah. Court TV bring oh, in LeBron funny. James as a, as a special analyst? Can I tell you? I, I would watch it. I, I, have been, I have been watching some of these talking heads. It would be just as good. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, if you want to watch or listen to our podcast, you know what to do. You Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, wherever you can buy podcasts. Whatever you can buy. What the hell is that? like chicken popcorn. I'm so anxious for this Britney trial. I can't concentrate. Later today. Later today. And check out the website. We will in great detail tell you what happens in this courtroom today. So have a good day and have a good weekend. All right.